Welcome to the Cultivate and Keep podcast with myself and Corey Haynes. Hey, hey, you got me. Hey, hey. Yo. Yo. I'm uh, trying out some new intros, you know, trying to spice it up a little bit. Yeah, no. I think I had my, um, I've done my fair share, so it'd be on you to step up <laughs> in that area. <laughs> what was the one you were trying for a while? Hey there, hi there, ho there. That was one of them. That, no, but there was one where it was like, oh, it was the one where um, you were all, Hey everybody! <laughs> but you would try to go higher every time, or you'd yeah. start too high, and then yeah. you couldn't go higher yeah. when you wanted to complete the intro. You know? Yeah. I don't know why. I think that if I was ever going to be on TV, and they're like, "Action!" like five, four, count down. I'm sure I would do some stupid stuff to where they're like, oh, yeah. "Get this guy out of here." Because whenever you count down, you're like, "Ready?" I'm like, "Yeah, three, two. I, I get excited. I'm like, "Wow, what can I do now?" That's gonna be fun interesting you got like but the last like few rush. months i've just been like hey everyone welcome to you know <laughs> trying to be more like normal yeah. well i'm trying to be consistent in, like the format of how we intro and close and so smart, smart yeah smart. i like podcasts that are like consistent and people affect the same you know the intro and then like a few minutes of like just nothing and then <laughs> it starts which <laughs> is kind of what we do but right we've kind yeah. of ad- adopted or uh, adapted that format mm-hmm. well um how are things going for you at the time of recording, um, doing good. Yeah, I mean, we're right, right before Thanksgiving, so excited. We're going to host for the first time, me and Connie. So we're hosting her family nice. on Thanksgiving Day, so that'll be fun in our home. And uh, we're going to you know be cooking and have anyone over. We'll probably set up like you know our, our like tables and like lights and stuff in the backyard, and it'll be fun. So I'm excited for that. Uh, we'll probably take some time off work Thanksgiving week, so that'll be nice. be fun. Good, man feel excited um yeah overall doing well cool how about you um a little tired uh i had a great weekend i went camping up in mount laguna and it was super cold there was ice or there was snow everywhere there was also ice everywhere but that was like fun and refreshing and just kind of like get out and unplug um the phone died and everything so it was kind of you know ultimate uh unpluggage and um but then coming back, I was a little bit behind, like coming into the week, and uh, I've also taken up a little bit more consulting, and so I'm like a little bit kind of like treading water a little bit, like just keeping up with the day's tasks mm-hmm. and uh, putting on some long nights, early mornings, so a little bit tired, but... Yeah, I get it. I, th- I feel like I was uh, like treading water from like May till <laughs> October, honestly. Like with our business, like it wasn't yeah. like getting anything like meaningful done, just like floating. But now it's better, you know, to yeah. work on like the stuff that matters. I know it's interesting because, you know, like with the stage I'm at, I need, especially like right now, I wanted to do a little bit more consulting for the holidays just because things are more expensive and buying gifts and whatnot. Uh, and there are some other expenses like I'm going to be um, like buying all of our software subscriptions annually in December, just to kind mm-hmm. of like do it all and then that way it'll be less taxable Seems income smart. for this year because we're incorporating everything this year and um so wanted to have that extra bit but it's like this weird dichotomy where like i'm trying to maximize my time on swipe files and the courses so that i cannot do consulting but i'm doing more consulting mm-hmm. so that i can like have the runway to put more time into swipe mm-hmm. files and the courses yeah so i don't know it's like this weird thing but I'm excited to run. Uh, I'll be running like a little uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday promotion for Swipe Files on the courses. 
and hoping that those will do well, fingers crossed. And after the holidays, um, wrap up some of the consulting and um, hopefully like the new year kind of hit the ground running and be able mm-hmm. to spend more time or I guess last time, a lot less time in consulting. Yeah, I've been thinking of possibly doing some kind of like Black Friday, like flash sale kind of thing. For a wonder? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Like probably could. All of like just open quotes basically, like, you know, yeah. emailing everyone. Yeah. Posting about it. What do you think? How Some do companies do that, and they've done it in the past. Yeah, I was going to say, do people in your space normally oh, yeah. do that? Oh, yeah. People always oh, do okay. that. I, I've just never done it. Yeah. But, um, no, I've been, I was thinking about it this week. Like, oh, that might be a nice little way to, you know, drum into business. So, Def- I mean, worth a shot if you wanted to try it. I don't, th- I feel like there's not, isn't like a big downside. It's not like you'd be like drastically discounting things to where you'd like lose money on it. Mm-hmm. You just kind of need to figure out that sweet spot. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I've never heard of. Yeah. I, I mean, I only know software and courses. Yeah. And I know software never does Black Friday deals, basically. And <laughs> a lot of like info products. Most info products. Software does not, you're saying? No. Mm-mm. Pretty <laughs> much never. Why? Um, more because it's like um, if you were going to use it, you would have already been using it. Like money isn't really like the determining factor to using a software product. It's more the function and the utility of actually mm-hmm. subscribing to it and uh, it being a part of your workflow. Whereas with like a course or an ebook or um, any of the other kind of digital products, most people like put it off. They're like, well, I'll get to this one day or like, you know, I'll wait until the next promotion or something. Mm-hmm. And so Black Friday is a great opportunity just to say, hey, it's never going to be cheaper. Buy right now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do. Yeah. My only reason why I wouldn't want to do it is because I would probably do like 20% off. And that's normally like our, like uh, right around our cost to do a project, mm-hmm. to do an event. And so basically means that if people book with that discount, those jobs are like weren't our our hard cost of like delivery and labor are not covered, you know. So I see. Which, well, I mean, it's a discount. So that's kind of how that works. But yeah. Uh, also, another concern would be like, what if like you know the smaller little ones that are like far away, <laughs> whatever. Like all of those ones end up booking yeah. right, and then the ones that we really want like don't. It's like what kind, what type of people are you attracting? Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. Maybe you would want to be more careful about that for the people mm-hmm. who would respond to an offer. You know, like yeah. the people who do the big events or who pay the big bucks and want all the, you know, extras and accessories maybe aren't the type of people to respond to mm-hmm. a Black Friday deal. I don't know. Yeah, you never know. Maybe worth a try. So Maybe. Possibly. Well, keep me updated on that. That's interesting. Sure. The marketer in me is uh, is intrigued. <laughs> I could tell. That's why I asked you. <laughs> Your eyes got all big. Like, wait, what? Whoa. <laughs> Brain starts spinning. Cool, man. Well. Shall we get into today's topic? We should. Cool. Well, we are still wrapping up our Ten Commandments uh, series. To nine of ten, up. baby. That's right. Nine of ten. Almost done. To wrap up the year. And then for 2021 to sort of um, move into a new phase for Cultivate and Keep. We started on. this like early to mid-year, right? I think so. <clears throat> yeah. And the, the plan was to finish this year kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that worked out. We're doing it. So we're on nine of ten, the ninth commandment which is Exodus twenty sixteen, You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Um, basically, don't lie. But <laughs> there is a lot more to impact from this. As hopefully we've been illustrating, 
with all the other episodes on the Ten Commandments that there's a lot there, a lot um, behind the scenes, a lot more to unpack than what you see within the verse. Um, but a little bit of history I thought might be interesting to sort of start with because it's um, it's important to really unpack, like, what does it mean to bear false witness against someone else? Um, in the ancient Hebrew law, two or three witnesses were needed in order to establish a claim like under civil law or under crim- uh, criminal law. Um, so basically, a false witness could lie under oath during, you know, a judicial kind of proceeding in order to establish guilt in the criminal case or um, in a civil case. And so since that judgment would be based on the false testimony, basically, I mean, you only needed one false witness to basically incriminate someone, mm-hmm. which is like a really scary thought. That's very different than how the U.S. Um, court system and, mm-hmm. and law here works today. So it was basically like if you're bearing false witness and you're lying under oath, then you are putting away an innocent person. You're you're taking a father away from their family. You're locking up someone for the rest of their life. You're taking away property, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So there's actually a a little bit more heavy than just like, don't lie. It's like, don't ruin someone's life, someone's life by, by lying. Right. Um, I don't know if you knew that, but I think that's the whole, that was basically like, no, I did not know that the literal yeah. translation of it. Yeah. I did not know that. Um, but obviously there's a lot more to unpack there and there's a lot, I mean, it is still lying mm-hmm. and that's the main thing we're going to talk, yeah. we talk about is lying. Yeah. My initial thought thing about lying, um, the last two commandments we've said, Oh, these ones are more like straightforward. This one I think is one of the ones that's not so straightforward. I think, cause I think like, uh, there's lying, there's uh, like manipulation, kind of like just being sly with your words. There's some blurry lines. Yeah, it's super blurry. And um, I think I think uh, it's easy to maybe be lying and not think you're lying, you know, because you're, um, I don't know, like if you're a smooth talker or, you know, if you tend to manipulate situations easy. Bend the truth a little bend bit. Bend the truth. Like uh, even if you're not even trying to bend the truth right, or stretch something, but if you're just simply like being good with your words, you could, you know, be misleading. You could be lying. Um, so I, this to, this one to me is super interesting because it's um, it is kind of great. There there is like stuff to unpack with it. Right. Because like, what does it really mean to lie? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we we understand the very literal interpretation of do not bear false witness. Now that's not like an actual situation that most people would be in today, um, unless maybe you were literally, you know, you were in the jury and you're voting against someone that you knew was innocent. I don't know. Like there, there really isn't like a practical application to that today, but the principle, which is lying, uh, is prevalent in everyday life. Right. And at its core, lying is a perversion of the truth. That's not really the opposite of the truth. You know, they say that there's a little, um, a little bit of truth in every lie. Like most lies, or I guess most things, most things that are untruthful, are not completely untruthful or not like the complete opposite of the truth. They're just slight variations that don't completely tell the the same picture mm-hmm. or that twist it a bit to give it a different meaning um, or that withhold certain information. And it actually goes all the way back to the garden. Um, Genesis three, one through five uh, says, now the serpent said to the woman has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you surely, 
Oh, you will surely not, sorry, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you will eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Um, so Satan is like the chief liar. It's like his biggest weapon. Um, but it's interesting if you really read through it, you know, first he kind of questions. He says, has God indeed said, like, did God really say mm-hmm. you shouldn't eat of uh, every tree? And the woman's like, you know, even's like, well, we can just not this one. And, um, and then he says, you will surely not die for God knows that it, your eyes will open. That was, that's true. Like you won't, um, uh, you know, physically die, but you will be separated from God. You will spiritually, well, actually, you know, you wouldn't physically die yet, basically, but there, you would no longer be immortal. Right. Um, yeah, like there he goes with that. Like I said, that smooth talking, that like super smooth talking. Yeah. And you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Who doesn't want to be like God, knowing good and evil? But what that really means is that you experience evil, right? That you introduce evil into the world. Um, so of course you would know good and evil, since you already you only knew good up until that point. Um, so it's it's these little perversions, right? It's these little kind of twists, these little variants of the truth, um, and. John eight forty four, uh, he says, "You are, you are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, and has nothing to do with the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So, mm-hmm. lying and perverting the truth really is completely distant from godliness. Um, yeah, L- lying's funny. Like if you think why, like why would someone lie?" most of the time it's to get out of a like a bad situation or mm. maybe you're trying to avoid like a, a bad outcome right so you lie to hopefully like maneuver around that the funny thing is when you lie most of the time like what happens like the end result gets worse because you like because you lie because right. you tried to misconstrue and hide something or whatever and uh, in luke the bible talks about like what is done in the darkness will come to the light um and so like you we know if you lie at some point or another in one way or another, it will surface. Um, but I just think that's like, a that dichotomy is, dichotomy is funny because the, the reasoning behind it is avoiding the issue, but yet you're making it worse. Like you're making the issue, the end result worse. Right. By trying to avoid By the trying issue, to, yeah. you make the issue worse yeah. and the consequence is bigger and the stakes bigger. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, and I think that's one of the, so that's one of the things I wanted to, to point out was like, Lying is not just making stuff up or it's not just um, telling something, selling, telling something to someone that is wrong. Like it's twisting the truth. And we think about uh, the environment of culture today and sort of where we're at as a society, even globally, um, there are lies all over the Mm -hmm. place. Like they're not exactly wrong. They're not exactly like evil, um, beliefs or policies or systems or groups of people, but they're also not good. They're, they're these simple little twists in the truth where, you know, people will phrase it in a certain way or they'll, they'll take something and then just make it a little bit different, mm-hmm. but it's different enough that makes it, um, that makes it a lie, right? It makes it not true. Um, and Jesus, God ultimately is, the truth and so any perversion of that truth is a lie and is sinful yeah i think it's a lot of people like 
taking absolute truth and wanting to make it like fit what they want and fit their idea of something. And so it's, you know, it's taking, uh, again, like something that is definite and we know like the, the right or the wrong side of it and then saying, Oh, there are, there are no boundaries. There are no like clear cut lines of what is, what is true, what is not. So let's just make it fit what we think there's like that side of it. Or there is, like you said, the subtle, like small twists, like the small adjustment to make it fit like an agenda or a view. Um, that's a lie. I mean, and I think like just today, dude, I was, I was, um, I read something about, I forget where it is, but there's some state where, uh, anyone f- under the age of, uh, a 15 or older can, uh, go in and essentially like start the process for a sex change, which is inc- mm. insane. You can, you can walk out of there with like testosterone, like shots, like, isn't that crazy? Right. Like 15, um, if you think about like if you like go back to like how we got to this point, at, and at some point someone started saying that they uh, they didn't believe that the, you know there was a, like um, the gender you had was what you, you know what you had, but it was subjective and it was what you discovered and your, whatever they say, right? Um, and I think of the effects like some that over time gets twisted and turned and and manipulated because people want to essentially live the way they want to live. And now you think about like young kids like making that kind of decision when they don't really know. And then the article, some, I think I uh, was between two people like going back and forth. And one of the questions was, well, what happens? Like, how do you undo that? Like, let's say in 10 years, the child wants to undo that. And they talked about like the, basically like how you can't undo it. Right. And so you think about like, not really, not really about lying, but how truth can be twisted hmm. and lies can be spread into what that can turn into. What, what can happen? I mean, it's huge. It's like high, it's really high stakes. Right. I mean, I, I think of too, like when, um, when doctors or scientists or whoever it was first started spreading the idea that a baby in the womb wasn't a person Mm -hmm. until they were born or until like a few months after they're developed or until they reached a certain stage. And it should be the, the mother's, the caring person's right to choose. And right. Like it's, it's all about mother's safety. It's about women's rights. Um, again, none of those things are exactly wrong. Like, no, it's not a fully complete person when it's, uh, a day old per se. Um, is it alive? Yes, absolutely. Does it have a soul and does it got to have a plan for them? Like, yes, absolutely. Um, should women have, uh, rights for their body and should, um, people have a, the ability to, to choose what to do with their baby? Yes, absolutely. But within limits and within reason right and that's when these things get skewed and then all of a sudden there are you know millions of babies later who unfortunately did not have the chance to live on this earth and now we have to live with those consequences right there are there are millions and millions and millions of other examples that we could pull from but the principle being there that yeah one small lie can have uh an insane domino effect yeah that's a big one Um, one of the other applications is not just lying, but enabling lies and spreading lies. Um, Ephesians four twenty five says, therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. So outside of the context of the courts, like we originally kind of brought to the table, it's basically considered slander, right? Starting lies about someone or spreading them is also what we would call bearing false witness or, or lying. Um, 
Colossians 3, 9 through 10. This is Paul speaking. He says, do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. And so um, lying is also uh, spreading untruthful things or even withholding the truth. So if you're withholding the truth from someone and you know that there's a missing mm-hmm. piece of the picture or a missing piece of information or maybe one additional wrong piece of information, you are not only uh, not only doing them a disservice, but you're also withholding God from them because God is truth and you're withholding the truth from them. That's kind of a scary thought. Like mm-hmm. I've actually been putting more thought into this with, I don't know, the crazy things that you hear uh, rumors fly around or just thought, you know, especially with social media and people kind of like living or presenting themselves in a certain way online, you start to get these ideas and they ask questions and you talk to people about it. But like, it's actually a pretty serious thing to talk about someone and represent them in a way that might not be true behind their back. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you could be either creating a lie about them or spreading a lie if you're enabling it some way. Yeah. I remember, um, being younger and, think of like the you know, you know the sin of like omission versus commission um and i remember it being hard for me to grasp i'm not sure why like i understood it but i remember thinking like what like i can be sinning if i <laughs> even if i like don't stop something like bad happening whatever like it was a weird thought for me um and i wonder if that holds true for most people and what i mean by that is like now like you said like you know don't um like if you withhold truth then that is uh that is a lie right I don't think anyone's like really <laughs> right when you're yeah, older like that surprised. makes good sense. So I, I wonder if maybe it's like a, a um something that like a younger person like is maybe troubled by or or um I don't know maybe just naturally sees it maybe in the movies or I'm not sure just like it's in our minds that oh as long as like you don't commit the sin or you don't spread the lie then you're good right. Um, but letting the lie continue like that is in a sense like the same the same problem with it. Like you're saying hmm. letting what about so you're saying talking poorly about someone right about their name what if uh it's like letting someone talk poorly about someone else's name right right and you're just right. the, and you're just the the bystander on twitter right what do you you know what i'm saying like mm. that, uh, it, we've one. been talking about this but like when there's more at stake when it's you know you're you're uh it's like a professional setting there's clients there's you know there's ne- like a network you have like uh it's more than just oh my friend's talking crap about another friend it's well no like this is this like intertwined like network of people that all see everything like your response matters and how you respond to some, some something like that matters yeah a hundred percent um it's a good point so uh fairly recently um on election day one of the a person that i know uh expressed who he voted for and why online and had a very bad reaction um from people who knew him, followed him, or were, uh, you know, followers of followers, et cetera. And basically just got kind of like the Twitter mob and um, had a very bad response. I was, I tried to be encouraging and a little bit defensible of him and didn't get caught up too much in it. Uh, but it was, it was surprising like to, to, to see it happen and then like to feel pretty, well, give me give a little more context. So this guy had, how many followers did he have? 
initially? About 15,000. And you mentioned literally overnight, almost cut in half, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like literally, what, 6,000 people around that probably, right? 7,000 maybe? 7, Just stopped following him and he has a business that got affected, I'm guessing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and weren't people like retweeting saying like, whatever, you know, stop supporting his company, whatever, unfollow, whatever? Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> like, that is crazy. And but Corey, so you're saying you're try you were trying like, hey, Frank guys, like be nice to my pal over here. Right. Well, you know, that's what I mean is um Okay, so if you would not have done that, is that a sin? Or is that I what are you are you That's what I wonder you know about. What I'm saying? If, if like people are calling him um a racist, a bigot, uh uh a, you know, blasphemy, yeah. like kind of heavy accusations. And if I were to see that and to not do anything, like am I withholding the truth in some way mm -hmm. or am i enabling a lie or a rumor or or is it a lost cause or you know um this is one of those lines that's a little bit blurry yeah online. for sure it's like when and how do you get involved because um if you were in the same room together we were all talk all talking about someone poorly it would be very it's very clear like well you should not enable that mm -hmm. or you should step in and say something or you should just stop you know encourage people to stop but when it's online um, you can be in any room with anyone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so like, how do you choose which ones to say something, which ones not to, mm -hmm. if you can fly in and out of that room whenever you want to metaphorically. Super interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know the answer to that. Um, yeah. I either way, I do think that may be more along the lines. Like we're talking about like friendship and supporting each other and community, whatever, like 100%, like if that's your community, then you're stepping up. But, um, yeah, I mean, speaking specifically to you, like withholding truth. Let's get um, MVM on here for that one. <laughs> that's that's a good one, actually. Uh, I'd like to hear his thoughts on that. The one other thing, um, again, with like withholding the truth, I'll just mention is um, I have been trying to get better on that, and, and I think especially when 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 it's someone that you don't necessarily like, <laughs> and they do something that you know irks you or bugs you, it can be easy to just kind of like lash out mm. and be like well why would they do that or i can't believe them or whatever i've been trying to be a little bit more balanced about well it would make sense for them to act that way or say that thing if they thought this way or were, were this person and so like maybe not like be mad at them you know what i mean sort of like a uh are you mad at a dog for for barking like it's gonna do what it's gonna do <laughs> um it's just sort of in their nature anyway all that to say if someone's being talked about poorly, also not just letting, you know, stopping it, but maybe defending them in a way mm -hmm. or, you know, trying to give a balanced opinion mm -hmm. or give people, you know, the benefit of the doubt before you just jump straight to conclusions or let yeah. others jump yeah. to those conclusions. Yeah, I think that it's, um, it can be nerve wracking to do that, right? When you like hear or see someone, especially if the person on the attack is, is, is strong or, um, maybe really confident what they're saying. Uh, it can be hard to like speak, be, you know, to be more of like, actually, hey, no, that is wrong. And here's why. Or, or hey, like chill out a little bit. Like that's not easy, right? Especially if you're yeah. someone that maybe more reserved and um, where you kind of keep your thoughts to yourself, you know, and standing up to something or someone that is, seems big and daunting and uh, confident, that can be challenging. Yeah. Doesn't mean that, I'm saying, okay, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm just saying I, I understand how, um, I understand the challenge. Right, right. The last one I wanted to bring up was um, 
what I kind of like would classify as living a lie. Um, the thought there being, um, sorry, Toby, just like mess up my notes. Here we go. <laughs> First John two, four says, uh, whoever says I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in, in him. There's an interesting thought here of like, um, you know, there's also the saying, you'll know them by their fruits, right? So basically, uh, it's worth looking at others or even looking at yourself and trying to kind of do some examination of who is this person really based on how they're presenting themselves. And I think it's really worth asking yourself, but also asking other people, like, if you know God, are you living like you do? Mm-hmm. That's a hard question. But if you're not, then you might be living a lie, right? You are not. Uh, you are not living out the truth. You are not acting like the truth is the truth, right? You are acting like it is a lie, and therefore it, mm-hmm. you're, you do not need to, need to live your life that way. Um, this can come in all sorts of different shapes and forms, but I think a lot of it comes down to uh, people being afraid or people being insecure or wanting to hide things. Luke 8, 17 says, For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Um, so I just want to say, you know, if you have a, a hidden sin, you're lying to yourself that you can keep it or hide it. Uh, nothing can be hidden. Um, unfortunately the Lord knows everything. He knows all of our thoughts, even like he sees everything. Um, and so trying to sort of cheat the system and like fly under the radar just is not possible. And it's a recipe for disaster to, mm-hmm. to live a lie. I think that's, maybe that's like one of the more even applicable things is like, no, you may not be a liar, like a pathological liar. No, you may not be like a, a rumor spreader. Um, but are you really living like the truth is the truth? Um, or are you living some part of a lie in your life? Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, <laughs> Corey. Surrounded by dogs All now. the dogs love Corey. I th- <laughs> that's funny. I think that living like a liar, not living from the truth, a lot of that comes from like not really buying into the truth, right? It's not that you um, are, it's probably not that you are like fully bought in and saying like, eh, like this over here is just better. I think it's just that like you don't, like you probably, you don't fully know the truth. You don't really like buy into it and believe it and walk it out. I think um, I was thinking like, well, how do you, one of my thoughts about this topic was how do you, I think some people are probably more prone to lying than others naturally. Um, I think for a lot of reasons, I think a lot of it coming down to maybe someone like, you know, being okay, so for me, uh, being like a sales, I do sales a lot of times and it can be really easy to just like, you know, do what I want, like manipulate it to like sell something, right. Or to make someone think, uh, the right, make it go in my favor is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it may not be lying quote unquote, but it's going to be blurred and you probably shouldn't do that. Right. Um, so I, th- I think like, <clears throat> it can be easy. My point is, I think for some people, lying can be easier than others, whether it's your natural situation that you're in or just the way you're built. Um, but I was thinking, like, how do you, like, if that is you, right? If you are someone that you struggle with lying, how do you stop struggling with lying? Like, what do you do? Mm. Um, especially if it's like deeply ingrained in you. I think a, I think a big way to stop it is to really increase your conviction of lying. I don't know why I've always been really convicted about lying my whole life. I've, I I want to consider myself. I mean, I. I think a lot of people lie in ways we're not aware of, but I wouldn't consider myself someone that like will make an aware decision to like strip a lie to someone. 
I'd rather face a consequence for like a for my mistake kind of thing. But um, I don't I don't know why I feel I have a higher conviction in that area of life. But um, I know for me like that's been like a, a huge like saving thing, right? Because I'm in a lot of situations to where it would really go well for me if I lied, or if I twisted, or if I whatever. It would benefit me. Um, I think knowing like cutting that corner and whether you're trying to avoid a bad consequence or like I said, maybe it, it means a bigger, bigger commission check, whatever that means, uh, it's not worth it. And I think like, how do you stop lying? Well, get it, you know, increase your conviction, but also understand like, you're not actually going to get the thing you want to get, you know? Um, yeah. I was kind of thinking earlier how think the situation of someone trying to avoid, think of a little kid trying to avoid a spanking, you know, you're at school and you, I don't know, you slap some kid, you slap a girl, whatever. And I don't know, get home and your brother your your younger brother tells your parents now they know about it and when they confront you and if that kid lies about it um what do you think is going to happen if he lies about what he did and then his parents have to say hey we know and here's why like the consequence is going to be greater versus if he just owns up to it and says i'm really sorry here's why i did it i won't do it again right either way you're getting spanked probably hopefully but like the consequence is different and i think understanding that is a huge huge benefit like just understand like lying is not going to get you what you want um it'll probably make things like more muddy and worse another another kind of closing thought i had was <laughs> no one likes a liar <laughs> uh, very true and i don't I, I say it like jokingly and bluntly but what i mean is um duh like duh no one likes a liar but what i what i mean is people don't like someone that is kind of like slick and uh, manipulative and pe- i think a lot of times people can read that and you so, can't trust yeah uh like, do you want my my thought is like do you want to be like a, a likable person and everyone's gonna say yes okay well then like don't be someone that lies because um eventually if you run in the same circles enough like it, it will come out and people like you will kind of be known as hey like this person like you know, if we all know i i know people in my life that i want to call them like liars but I, I know some people that i would consider good friends and i know they lie a little bit they stretch the truth mm-hmm. and it makes me a little like guarded around them like i don't know like i i would i uh i'm not gonna give a whole lot of weight to what you say kind of thing yeah and that's not like a good um like look to have for yourself and so right that's a good point yeah i I was thinking that um like one when you do lie it usually leads to more lies which after a while like gets like exhausting i feel like there's some story we like i grew up hearing about that like one lie turns into two lies or whatever right that sounds familiar there's probably some sort of childhood story that i could tell it i just can't remember right now um, but regardless, like imagine, for example, that, uh, you lied about, I don't know, finishing college, like you don't actually have a college degree and then you got interviewed, you interviewed somewhere, got the job. Um, and then, uh, you know, you got the job maybe that you shouldn't have mm-hmm. because you lied, right? Like maybe after a while it wouldn't like matter, but then what if someone asks you to, to prove it or to verify mm-hmm. or ask you what year you graduated or to plug into your alumni network or um, what about the next job if they go back and check the record and, the, and then they see like there could be serious you know consequences back to your mm-hmm. other employer about uh, maybe you were paid more than you should have because mm-hmm. you had a college degree or things like that right where then you're like living with this weight of like oh I hope someone doesn't figure it out or doesn't mm-hmm. find out um, I feel like the a lot it's a lot of um like money situations too like people don't want others to know maybe 
how much debt they're in or how little money they make or how little mm-hmm. money they have. And so they, uh, you know, exaggerate or maybe they just, you know, don't talk about it. And then what if they're in a tough spot and then need help, and, but they can't because mm-hmm. they have lied about mm-hmm. you know, how much money they've made or mm-hmm. uh, it would be surprising to also their friends maybe that they needed help. Mm-hmm. Um, it backfires. Maybe is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. As we were talking and another thought I had was, like when you lie consistently and, and especially if you get into situations or you, um, the word that came out of mind was like rank up, but you like climb some kind of ladder or you, whatever you're making progress in your life because you're lying. Uh, that's like a weight you have to carry now. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's like this burden on you because a lot of what you're living is a lie. Like we talked about and it's, it's like this false reality and you have to live with that. <clears throat> that doesn't just go away. You know, you're going to, if you build that kind of life, well, then that's the life you're going to live. And that, that sucks. Like, that's not, I wouldn't, that wouldn't be a good way to live. No, thanks. Mm-hmm. I will stick with the truth as much as I can. Um, any other closing thoughts? I think that's about no, wraps up my no, thoughts. No, I think I shared most of my thoughts. Cool. All right. Well, that's the ninth commandment, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you we have one more, right? One, one more, more. Uh, commandment and we're done, right? The final one. And yeah. then the end of the year review. That's right. 2020 end of year review, which conveniently this year ends on the 31st. So it'll be a true end of year awesome. review. That's cool. That's why we picked Tuesday, huh? Well, not, not every year works out that way, but <laughs> this year happened to work out that way. <laughs> well, we planned had for this yeah. one. Year, no, we Year number three, we wanted that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. 2021 is going to be good. It's going to be exciting, um, especially around here. We got some exciting things. So Exciting stuff. So... Um, tune in for next week for the final one and for the 2020 year in review. Also go to cultivateandkeep.com slash 2021 to hear what's next for us at Cultivate and Keep. And we'll see you in the next one.